Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday. I'm Jason Cundy and welcome to another edition of the TalkSport Daily Podcast. In today's potty, we've got the reaction to what football sounded like when the fans, yay, the fans returned to grounds. An Aston Villa legend takes aim at Piers Morgan and tells the celebrity why Jack Grealish won't be joining the Gunners anytime soon. Plus, the fallout from last night's Champions League action. But we begin with Celtic. What really? Why Celtic? Yes, Celtic. This is manager Neil Lennon on the fan unrest at Parkhead on Sunday. You know, we're hurt. You know, I understand the sort of frustrations of, you know, the supporters, but it serves no purpose. Well, Adrian Durham on Drive said that he believes that Lennon should not be surprised by the erection of fans, considering recent performances by his team. The fans are not happy and they don't want him to be the manager and they they can't vent that at games. And I'm not defending the gathering that happened mm. on Sunday because it was so wrong. We talked about it on Monday, didn't we? It was so wrong. But I do understand if fans are frustrated and they can see Rangers doing what they're doing and they can see that 10 in a row slipping away, then they're going to be angry about it. I mean, he knows all about the old firm rivalry. He knows about the passions in in Glasgow football-wise. So, of course, he's got to accept that that is the case. Hugh Wisencroft hosted Kickoff Live from Adams Park as Gareth Ainsworth Wickham took on Stoke in the Championship as fans finally returned to grounds in England. Here is how it sounded live on TalkSport. It's our privilege on TalkSport this evening to welcome fans back to Football Live here for you. We will have um, a situation closer to the normality as soon as possible. The breath of fresh air really, I think, obviously, I think it's everything what what we all want. I think football has realised that it's quite a soulless place, a stadium with no fans in it. Can't wait to get the fans back. They really do. It'll be hopefully, you know, good position for them to see us coming back as well, you know. We're looking forward to welcoming, I think we've got 2,000 fans coming in on uh, Saturday evening, so it should be great to um, welcome them back. back 
and it finished Wickham nil, Stoke City one. Michael O'Neill sort of spoiled the party at Adams Park. I think you saw the first throwing we we gained. It was almost like a goal had gone in. You know, it was uh, it was fantastic. It was eight months of frustrations and uh, and desire and want, and there's a promotion in there as well, and there's all the history and people wearing Wickham shirts all around the town now. It's just awesome to see them back home in in our in our stadium, in their stadium, and they were great before the game, they were great during the game, and they were great after the game. The Wickham fans, yeah, I couldn't do without them now. A thousand fans inside Kenilworth Road. Are they going to erupt? Yes, they are! Luton 3, Norwich 1, it's into the roof of the net. James Collins scores. I'm pleased to see him back in. I would like to have it to been a bit more positive from the fans. Been away for so long, I would rather them like get behind the team and, and try and get them going. There's Lee Bowie, a reflector on a 1-0 defeat at home to Milton Keynes. And Sam, you were at the game, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, before the game, everyone was buzzing to get in there. But I mean, from the first minute we kicked off, it was such negative game of football. Oh, yeah. They got booed off at full time, but I, <laughs> I'd left just before. You left on the yeah. first game back? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, Sam, hold on, Re- hold on, hold, yeah. it, hold it there. <laughs> you left before the final whistle. So I was, yeah, I was listening to the radio on the way in. If their team was really bad, they might they might boo. There might be a, a negativity, but the fact that they're just feeling blessed and lucky to be back in, and that you know that's good enough until they go two 0 down. Well, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, is there going to be any negativity? Because you will hear every word. Darren, <laughs> I was listening. Adrian Darren was saying that. Ma- yeah, imagine yeah. if fans leave earlier. Uh, Adrian, I was, I was on the way, and I was thinking, no, no one should leave. But so so why did you leave early, yeah. Sam? It's the worst performance I've seen in ten years. We ain't seen them for nine months. Oh God, it's, it's, the, it's the best performance in nine months, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Sam, um, I, honestly, you can't be. I've I mean, got to stick up for Sam though, because no, we no, said, "Wait no, a minute, wait a minute, no, Sam." We're, no, we're saying. We crave normality, right? That sound behaving like a normal fan going, my team are rubbish, yeah, a I ain't watching this, a, I'm off. I'm sorry, a 1-0, <laughs> Sam. Honestly, you're a disgrace, Sam. That is shocking. <laughs> this is Jim White and Simon Floppy Hair Jordan discussing reports that the Champions League group stage format could change radically from its current state to one big league table with clubs playing 10, yes, 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 10 fixtures, five home, five away. And Floppy Hair warned of the impact that could have on domestic football. I don't think it will come in exactly as that format suggests. So they've been talking about it for some time. I think there needs to be an element of wariness about this. And I think there will be a change because, as I just said, if you're getting 100 million for playing 13 games to win the Champions League and you're getting 150 million to play 38 games domestically, careful where you're going with this Mm. English football because all of a sudden the domestic football framework doesn't look half as appealing as having a European Super League this is about the big clubs in Europe they've got a thing called the European Club Association which is an alliance put together by led by Agnelli at Juventus that are desperately trying to pull together a more substantial Champions League because currently the broadcast revenues that our league gets is so much more significant than theirs that they're desperately trying to pull the strings of making it more beneficial to them if you look at what you get if you win the Champions League, you pay 13 games, you get about 90 to 100 million quid. If you win the Premier League, you pay 38 games and you get 150 million quid. So if you extrapolate that forward and say you play more games inside the um, Champions League, you're going to get more revenue. It's all about money. 
and staying with the Champions League. This is my show, the Jason Cunney Sports Bar, with Perry Groves looking back at the action as Manchester United got beaten, disgraced by PSG and Chelsea triumphed and travelled to Seville, live on TalkSport. No way back for 10-man Manchester United. United won PSG 3, a minute into four added on. And Neymar again, a brace for him. They were there for the taking for us uh, beginning of second half. I thought uh, until they scored, we were the team most likely to uh, to get the, the important 2-1. But it wasn't to be. Long term, I don't believe that he is the man. He's one of these that laugh even when he makes a bad decision. It's diabolical, really. He takes Marshall and Cavani off and then he sends Maguire off front as a makeshift striker. What is he doing? Manchester United will finish this one with 10 men. Fred has been shown a second yellow. Well, most people watching this game would have seen that one coming. He's gone in on Ander Herrera, the Manchester United old boy. Not a foul. So, uh... Fred played a uh, really disciplined second half and when he makes a tackle like this, uh, you can't uh, fault the boy. Uh, we spoke about it half-time, that um, just be sensible, and he was, he played well. Uh, but of course, when you know uh, the, the decision the referee made, maybe you, you look back and say maybe you should have. I'm not convinced he should have been sent off for the first one. I don't really think it's a necessary head, but he could have been quite easily. And if he had have been, you have to say, OK, fair enough. But then take him off. Why leave him in that position? That's poor man management from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Fred, in, for the second half, is going to commit another foul because of where he plays. So you, you completely eradicate that, that danger. Absolutely. You take absolutely. Him off. I think tonight proved that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer isn't a top manager. Through for Giroud, and it's brilliantly put away. A little clip from the edge of the six-yard box. The goalkeeper came out, and he's definitely flicked it past him into the bottom left-hand corner. What happened last year, it kind of feels as though something similar is happening again. Last season, Tammy had the number nine shirt, and he gave it to him. And actually, he's done very well, Tammy. He's got a lot of goals. Started the season really, really well. But as the season season drew drew on, Giroud forced his way into that team because of his performances, Mm -hmm. his goals. There were two headers at the weekend where one of them was a little bit behind Tammy, but one that came in from Reese, which would have been food and drink for Giroud. He scored a similar goal tonight I, I just wonder what will happen interesting watch this space Aston Villa legend Gabby Agbon Lahore has said his old club won't won't sell Jack Grealish but there will be bids for him he also defended the England player after criticism about diving including from our very own Darren Bent who you'll hear from shortly but this is Gabby and why Grealish won't be going to the Emirates anytime soon due to media motormouth Piers Morgan During the the <laughs> lockdown, Piers Morgan hammered him in the media. So I think Piers Morgan's not helping um, Arsenal to try and get him anyway because <laughs> I don't think he's a big fan of Piers. So, um, for, but for Arsenal now, look where Arsenal are. I mean, if, if he ever wanted to leave Aston Villa, I'm sure he'd be looking at um, a lot better teams than Arsenal. But this season, Aston Villa have tied him down. Will there be bids in the summer? I'm sure there will be bids in the summer. But Aston Villa, they've got rich owners who um, really they don't need the money off a sale from Jack Grealish. So for me, would they want to sell their best player, who at the moment all the goals, assists are coming from? I just don't see it happening. Grealish will bring it forward. Still Grealish, riding one challenge, cuts inside the penalty edge. Still Jack Grealish goes. When I saw the the, the replays of the dive, yeah, it's, it's poor. It, it doesn't look good at all, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I just don't think it looks, it looks worse because he's got this kind of stigma. People go, he goes to the ground easy, draws a lot of free kicks. But when you see the replay of that, 
Like it's poor. It really is poor. I don't think it's fair because if you look at the West Ham game, I mean, he was kicked every time he got the ball. Um, the West Ham fullback, the right back, he kicked him every time he got it, got away with it without getting booked. So you've got to look at it from Jack's point of view. Maybe he's just tired of being kicked so much and he's expecting now that players are going to just come and kick him. The FA and the Premier League and the EFL have come together to agree a plan for entry requirements for overseas players post-Brexit. Simon floppy Hair Jordan sees the new rules, which include no under-18s being allowed to be signed at all, as a positive step for English football. The academy system in this country has already been flawed. We've seen teams that have gone into the Premier League, like Huddersfield, that have got rid of their youth development. How many times the kids come through our academies and get the opportunity that they should be getting? Not often. Chelsea only did it last year because Frank had a needs-must scenario and gave a lot of our young players the opportunity. I, I don't think this is disadvantageous. I think it's a reality of the circumstances we find ourselves in. There's enormous mess- investment going into youth academy. There's enormous pool of talent. We've got our coaching criteria up to a level. So what's the issue? Spurs boss Jose Mourinho has been speaking to the media ahead of tonight's Europa League game with Lask, live on TalkSport 2. The special one spoke about Gareth Bale's confidence, but first, Harry Kane's fitness ahead of this weekend's North London derby. I'm not going to tell the nature of his injury. I think it's a good chance. I, I don't want to lie. I don't want to hide anything in relation to, oh, is he going to play or no? I think he's going to play. That's my feeling is that he's going to play. Bell against the goalkeeper. Clicks it over the top of the advancing Johar. There's your £100 million man. Gareth Bell is back in the Spurs shirt. The only problem with, uh, with Gareth is to get into the dynamic and the confidence of playing... Um, consecutive matches without any bad feeling, without any negative feeling, without any remembrance of, uh, of the recent past where uh, the condition was not the best and, and the fears were, uh, were there. It's more about that, but he's playing regular. Of course, he doesn't need a technical or tactical evolution. He just needs um, a physical evolution, uh, get into the intensity of, uh, of matches and get his confidence back to play uh, consecutive matches, like three matches in, in a week. This is Adrian Durham and Gabby Agbunlahor, both discussing Liverpool's Curtis Jones and why he's pushing for starting place after his goal against Ajax. They're getting their chance, obviously, because of all the injuries. In football, sometimes, that's when you're going to get your chance and you have to take it. It happened to me when I was a 19-year-old. There was a lot of injuries at the time and illnesses. I got my um, chance to play. I scored on my debut and I stayed around the first team. So players like um, Curtis Jones scoring last night, if he can continue that form, then why can't he leave out the likes of Thiago when they come back or Chamberlain this is where you got to take your chance and become undroppable Curtis Jones floated into the far post and I think the keeper thought that it was going out of play and somehow Curtis Jones just got the side of his boot to it and he shimmied it into the goal so at 19 a teenager he plays with intelligence so he knew exactly what to do in that little role he had just to, just behind Jota to the right last night he knew exactly how to play that role the job that was being asked of him how to operate in a specific role in a three man midfield in a Champions League game not overawed at all the football intelligence he had the end product as well got the winner the dynamism the confidence do you know what he's got actually the word to sum it up Darren swagger <laughs> And we finish with Hawksby and Rushton 
and some classic clips of the midweek. Graham Beecroft now sitting in on mid-morning alongside Mr. Parry with a time check. Six minutes past 11. On 10.89 and 10.53 a.m. Talk Sport. Okay, it's uh, just uh, moved mm-hmm. on a minute or so. It's now seven minutes past eleven. Yeah, fantastic! It's just it's a great way of filling a show up, isn't it? It's just every minute. Just, and in know, thirty uh, seconds' time, it will be eight <laughs> minutes past eleven. I can't believe it. It's seven minutes past two. <laughs> now, staying with uh, Mike and Beaky, here they are reading out a text. Michael, YouTube says John in Stafford. There is nothing wrong with the offside rule. It's clear enough. A player cannot be offside during a move, then pop up at the end of it and score. Believe it or not, scoring is actually deemed as interfering with play, says John. Mm. Um, right. Uh, it says here. There's no. This is from. Uh, it says Mike, you are a tube. It's from John in Stafford. Another uh, with the offside rule. It is clear enough. A player cannot be offside during a move, then pop up at the end of it. It's almost like Mike doesn't listen to the other <laughs> presenter, isn't it, and has his own agenda. I wouldn't say that was the case. Also, that was in the days before YouTube. I just wonder I just wonder if Beaky and Mike should be getting a little percentage from them, really, because they've effectively come up with the name of uh, a very successful outlet. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go back to Mike Parry again with Andy Townsend. I think one advantage of all this, Andy, which you'll know much more about than I do, is the, the very clever use of substitutes yes. when you've got so many players available. I mean, I mean, of all those players in that mix, who could, who, you know, who's the one who could come on and ex- literally explode. Well, none of them do, really. You don't anybody to literally explode, do you? I mean, well, I'd certainly... I think it was more than a concussion sub, isn't it, yeah. really? And then you'd have the, hu- the humiliation of s- being a substitute who is substituted. Yeah. So quite legitimately. That would, that would be, be Groves that would be came on 71 minutes. Run it off. You can't <laughs> run off exploding, can you? And actually, whilst we're with uh, Mike and Andy, we can revisit a classic clip that first went out in February 2008. It's Andy's favourite. Let's yeah. go to James, who's a Man United fan in Sheffield. Hey, goodness me, James, is that you? Are you there? You're on Mars. <laughs> You're on Mars. <laughs> uh, so, what's next? Uh, this is Alan Brazil talking England, and Alan with a quick question for his guest. How'd you stand on that, Pete? You know, I just spoke to Paddy Crown, and Paddy felt that David should get at least five minutes. Come on, out of sentiment. Uh, on the other hand, I feel that Capello's trying to do everything correct. Uh, he is. Uh, he, he's. He looks as if he's going to not not with a, a, a you know a rod of iron, but at the same time, Pete, he's stamping his authority right away. And I don't discount David. Uh, not I don't discard David not getting his hundredth cap. But I think it was right when I think about it. All the options, he's probably right tonight. He wants to start properly. Yeah. He wants to. Uh, he might leave Michael out. He might leave one or two others out and say, Hey, 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 this is a new era, and I will do what I want. I'm going to make England underachievers, I'm going to make them a real good side to be feared. So you can't blame the guy. No, I agree with you, Alan. <laughs> Just as well. <laughs> you didn't disagree with the end of Just a quick question. Reminder from 5.30, Last versus Spurs Europa League. That is on Talk Sport 2. Commentary from Alex Crook and Clive Allen. That's it. I'm back on the sports bar from 10 o'clock. There'll be another one of these Talk Sport Daily Potties out first thing in the morning. Until then, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.